Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here, and today we're actually going to be talking about the war in Ukraine, specifically on the cyber warfare front, because there are lessons coming out of Ukraine that, quite frankly, Western governments like the United States aren't learning, and I think that is a huge problem. This is something we've talked about for years, but essentially this war is really underscoring a serious problem we have. Now the backdrop for this is an article written by Mehul Shristasava, uh, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, from the Financial Times, and here's what's going going on. Executives uh, basically in the cybersecurity industry talking to Financial Times said that the West in general is struggling to replicate the collaborative methods that had proved successful in this conflict and they complain that they are mired in regulatory and legal roadblocks and that obviously thwarts fast-moving responses that require open sharing oftentimes of sensitive, uh, sensitive information and more. Quote, there is a reality that exists in Ukraine that I don't think most of the West can really put themselves in. That's according to Matt Olney, Director of Threat Intelligence and Interdiction at Cisco. Olney also recounted a time when Cisco, which has been involved in Ukraine for more than a decade, sparked confusion and outrage from U.S. authorities with a proposal for a radical security upgrade to a state's election system. And I quote, this is war. I do say it. And they need to do it. And basically, when we are talking about he, what he's mentioning is when how Key would respond to that demand, they're going to do it because they understand. And again, Russia is on their border. Prior to the invasion, Russia's on their border and obviously launching constant cyber attacks. Now, the U.S. you know, and our allies in Europe and Asia are already engaged in low-level cyber aggression and espionage against Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, etc. And despite attempts to block them, Russian and Chinese government-backed hackers regularly break into our systems. They carry out disinformation campaigns, they're running surveillance, and all these kinds of things. So when last month, when the U.S. State Department discovered that emails of officials focused on China had been hacked, authorities claimed that they had received inadequate information. That prompted Oregon's uh, Senator Ron Wyden, a Democrat of Oregon, who, for the record, is doing the cyber lord's work when it comes to privacy and cybersecurity. He requested federal probes to push Microsoft, which runs the email system for the State Department, to share more technical data behind that breach. On top of this, authorities in the United Kingdom took 10 months to inform millions of citizens on Electoral Register that their data had been exposed to a group of basically unidentified hackers working on behalf of another country. I've actually reported on that one in my breaches of the week, and sure enough, it did take the UK government quite a long time. Now, only if Cisco and others say that when breaches are uncovered, the targeted business and government agencies are slow to share information which includes technical information that is critical to figuring out what is going on and possibly unmask similar hacking attempts elsewhere. If you have ever been in an incident or incident response for cybersecurity, that logging and that critical understanding of exactly who, what, when, where, why, to the best of your ability by virtue of logging is beyond important to understand just how fast moving the infection is, if there are other aspects or elements of your network that may have been hit, and on and on and on. We are only as good as our logging when it comes to forensics, and obviously that's a huge thing. So if you ask John Shire, senior executive at Sophos, 
Um, quote, I'm in favor of radical transparency. Uh, that's when we can be more proactive. That's when we can make sure we know somebody else is going through the same thing, but that you're, go yeah, you're going through and you can band together and make sure that you get through uh, basically as unscathed as possible. And I think that is a very important thing. If you look at some of the best uh, threat detection systems out there, firewalls, EDRs, MDRs, XDRs, whatever it is, they are sh basically sh uh, threat sharing intelligence, meaning when firewall A gets hit for company A, that threat intelligence gets circulated and then pushed for inoculation across companies B through 8 million, you know, that have that particular firewall or threat detection system. And that is something that is important. But taking one step further to understand if there's a coordinated attack, let's say against a critical infrastructure sector, like, I don't know, shipping or finance or whatever it is, then allows... CISOs and cybersecurity teams to coordinate essentially across one open platform. So company A and company B can start sharing intelligence and resource. I think that is incredibly important. But one stumbling block is the U.S. government's categorization of certain details that it labels as classified. Robert Lee who runs Drago's security said that he's been involved in cases that were not immediately disclosed because information was classified. I've also been in that position as well, where they're basically holding on to things and not giving it to you, even though they've got, let's say, intelligence on the threat actors that you're trying to remediate. I have been in that exact situation with clients of mine. And, and he also mentioned there's some truth in the idea that asset owners and operators are just keeping it quiet. That's also true as well. Not everybody shares because obviously it's embarrassing and potentially reputation damaging for an organization to go through a data breach. And so they'll use their trusted advisors, they'll use their incident response teams, but they're not sharing to the world to say, hey, this is what happened. This is what we did. Maybe this will help protect you because you see the mistakes we made and you can improve on it. Now, another problem, <coughs> excuse me, is the reluctance of listed companies to disclose potentially damaging information. As I mentioned, now we're talking about stock prices, um, you know, which has prompted the United States to work on legislation to deal with that issue. But quite frankly, it flies under the radar. I have multiple clients that, that we get calls and our number one call is, oh my God, help, the world is burning down. I've never worked with you, but we're under some kind of cyber attack. And half the time, they actually do not want to respond. They do not want to uh, notify uh, government entities. That's very common. The Chamber of Commerce, for example, is disputing new rules from the Stock Exchange Commissioner, SEC, that will require publicly traded firms to disclose material breaches within four days. I think there needs to be a material breach notification requirement, but to the point of Colonial Pipeline, four days may be quick. You know, if they're able to excise the issue and get the gas flowing and nobody had known about Colonial Pipeline and they fixed that with under a week, we would never have seen a panic on the eastern seaboard. So there has to be a balance there. Several agencies on top of this have overlapping authority which therefore creates uh, chaos as well, <laughs> meaning the FBI is in charge. No, the DIA is in charge. No, this is in charge, blah, 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 in an incident. And then you get butting heads. And these intelligence agencies, as much as they're supposed to coordinate via Homeland Security, that's literally why Homeland Security was created, oftentimes they're holding on to things. I don't know if it's internal rivalries or whatever it is, um, you know, but that's a huge problem. We need to get open with threat intelligence sharing. We need to get open with all of these things. And Ukraine has done exactly that. And quite frankly, they're able to be more resilient and respond to cyber attacks as they pop up all over the country, uh, you know, from the Russians and Russian allies uh, during the war. So lessons learned, quite frankly, not quite yet, but we need to get there. And basically, it re re revolves around tearing down the red tape that is the bloat of government. So 
if you've got to do anything, I don't know, write your senator. Ron Wyden's on it, so Oregonians, you're fine. Everybody else, write your senators and congressmen. I don't know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.